Hello, everybody. Welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, and with me today is the other host. It's me. It's Jeremy. Michael. Once again, here we are in the throes of December. Yes. Getting closer to the darkest, most brutal days of the year. <laughs> Literally, the 22nd is fast approaching. Yeah. The most brutal day of the year. Listen to some Immortal, maybe some Mayhem, something that sounds like ice. And be on your way. And much like a quarterback trying to catch up from a behind score in the last two minutes of a game, <laughs> we are <laughs> tossing a bomb down the field and squeezing in a little show that works in for our schedule. So, um, uh, for, for those that are unaware, Michael's trying to pretend like he knows about football. <laughs> I saw two games in the past few days. I was going to say, I, th- I think he finally watched a football game as of this recording. And... He he tried to pull the, uh, oh yeah. So the, the 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 team this year, yeah, man. Those those the coach. What's he? I should put it in the other guy. And, and go, but uh, I was not fooled. So that's where yes. that comes from. I used to watch quite a bit of football, but really not so much these days. Yeah, you know enough. I used to follow teams. Let's let's put it that way. Okay, I don't follow so. Who are, who are your teams back in the day? I'm curious. The the Bears. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, this sounds really, um, equivocating, but if it was a team from, um, the Midwest making the playoffs, I'd root for them. That's fair. I've done that before. Because yeah. it's, you know, being from Iowa, it's like, yeah, what do you choose? Do you go north? Do you go mm-hmm. east? Do you go northeast? Especially in this neck of the woods and where you had grown up, you're kind of like right there where there's about three major teams with passionate fan bases, I might add. Yes. All within about the same distance. Uh, yeah. I grew up in the boondocks of western Iowa where there's nothing. Uh, Kansas City is like four hours away. <laughs> so if you weren't a Chiefs fan, you just... Co- like, I just watched college football mostly growing up, but... Right. College football, no-brainer, but... Yeah. Oh, college football will always be better. Yeah. Because you get turnover. It's not the same teams every year. Yes. Yeah, as, that's as a good established point. by this year's playoffs. <laughs> yeah, that's a real mix. Which will probably be announced year. by the time this airs. But anywho, Michael, with football comes fine ales. What did you have while you were watching yeah. these footballs? I had a few. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out one though, because um, another might come into play later. Interesting. Oh God, and this uh, pronouncing one, Duchess de Burgogne. I think is how you say it. I watched something, but I don't trust the source. Um, is this like beef bourguignon? Yeah, it could be. It could be totally Frenchified, mm-hmm. and I'm saying it completely wrong. Um, Just have a wispy mustache when you do it, and you'll be fine. <laughs> they call it the Duchess for short. Why wouldn't um, it you? is? Yeah, <laughs> it is a Flanders red ale. It's probably like the Flanders red mm-hmm. ale, really. And I've had it before. I think this is probably the first time I've had it with a critical tongue, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. It's a really good sour. It's not too cloying. It's not too sweet. It has a nice full body to it. So it's not whisper thin. And it has mm-hmm. a nice flavor behind that sourness. And so it's a really good beer. Uh, it's a Belgian beer from a brewery that I can't pronounce the name. Verhagne? Verhagne? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's worth uh, for 
breaking out for a special occasion, and there was reason to celebrate. So, the holidays are here, it. man. The holidays are here. You saw exactly. a football game finally. Why would you celebrate? <laughs> Yay! Hooray! Go team! So yeah, that's my beer break. I believe a uh, friend of the show, Council of the Great White North, made a Flanders Red, oh. homebrew style, a while back, and I could be wrong on this. So write in, or correct me, or or send me a text or whatever. But I think he called it stupid, sexy Flanders. I I could be <laughs> it's something along those lines, and uh, I was curious as to how he went about making a Flanders red. So I may need to get that recipe from you. Stupid, sexy Flanders. That's kind of a, is that a Latter Day Simpsons almost that broke through? Not quite. Not long. not quite. I th- I would say like ten or eleven. Okay. You you do the beer brag. I'm gonna just quick look. All right, you do that, uh, Michael. So we have uh, some weird stuff coming up in our this season of the show. One of them is based on flowers. Hmm. Okay. Now, yeah. I did not have that beer, but I had something from Burr Oak Brewery. It's the place that makes it, and it's called Boone County Brown. Boone County Brown is a rich brown ale that is easy to drink with a remarkably smooth finish. With a roasted malt character and notes of chocolate and coffee, Boone County Brown has a flavor that is beyond satisfying. Um. So, yeah, they have a, a really solid brown ale. Sounds good. We had... You know, had a bit of, dis- of a discussion about browns in our Thanksgiving episode with the pecan ale, I believe. And we were trying to figure out, does it have to taste like nuts? Does it have to just be brown? Is it one of those... I mean, it is one of those weird in-between sort yeah. of... is Based on color rather than a style. Right. Um, but this one was exactly what I had hoped for in a brown ale. is somewhere in between, you know, the, the porter and mm-hmm. a nut brown ale. Uh, the chocolate and the coffee really comes out as it warms oh, up just good. a touch. It's very good. I highly recommend it. Uh, four stars, I believe. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So check it out. Boone County Brown from Burr Oak Beer. Burr Oak. Burr okay. Oak. I think they're from... You'll hear more about them later. I'm not going to worry too much about that right now. Okay. Okay. It was season 11, so you were right on. I was right. Hooray. Yes. As very usual, good. I am right. Michael. Jeremy. There is American male in the American Pale Man Male Pale. You started to do it there, and then you pulled back. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I added something to it, so mm-hmm. I had to double back and make sure I was... Are we sure this right. person is an American? But uh, without further ado, let me open up the letter and take out the paper. So, so it's a scroll? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Put on my reading glasses. Uh-huh. Um, Hold it a little bit past arm's length. Yeah. Crank Next to the fire. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It is from Christine. Hey, Christine. How's it going? She says, hey, guys. I'm nearing the end of what feels like a very long pregnancy. <laughs> yes, she I'm is. Looking f- <laughs> I'm looking forward <laughs> to being able to have a few beers over Christmas. I have bought two beers that are happily waiting in my fridge as my back-to-drinking form beers. One is new to me. <laughs> But a favorite style, uh, which, so that's Le Soul. One. Ooh, these are these are good. Uh, Le Soul, yes, yes, from Unane Brewery. Yep. Okay. 2017 edition. Interesting. And the other one is one that I've had and especially liked before. Beer hates astronauts by Half Acre. That's a good beer. My question is, what would be the first beers you would choose after a yearish of abstaining? Keep up the good work. 
cousin-in-law of the show. That's true. She is cousin-in-law of the show. So I've had the Lasuls with with these people before. Uh, mm-hmm. they, <laughs> these people. <laughs> these people. Uh, they they make like they make several of them per year, and it's slightly different each time. And they're very good sours. Sours. Oh, sour. Okay. I think they're sours. It's been a bit. Let me do some quick. It's a wild ale. Oh, okay, that makes sense. So, Michael, let's get to our question. Uh, you losing the function of your kidneys and liver for like nine months, we'll say, and then you're coming back. You're you're 100. percent You've got a cool scar. Um, what's the first thing you have? I, you know, well, I was in a similar situation to her scenario. I wasn't pregnant. Um, well, I mean, that's the only similar scenario there really is. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it was nothing like that. Yeah. No, but I was had a long break from beer after um, the birth of my child. Uh-huh. And I do remember distinctly, I don't know if it was the first one, but it was the one I rem- remember really first appreciating, uh, had St. Bernardus App 12 on tap. Ooh, Ooh a Cafe Hollander? Yeah, which yeah, is buddy. really good. Yeah. And... Yeah, just a little snifter of that, and I was set because it has been so yeah. long. Since. Um, so, yeah, that was a good one. So I guess I prefer to dive back into the deep end, something that I really like and I know is going to be great rather than, you know, like tepidly mm-hmm. trying a light beer or something like that. I like her way of just going in, going back to what you love. It's true, and so I'm... I'm torn on this, Michael. I can see the pros and cons to both sides. Because part of what I'll enjoy about beer is that there's always something new to try. So, mm-hmm. do does one go with a particular style? Like, what's ah. an IPA? Is like, And then it's just like, I've heard this IPA is good. Or, do you go to an old classic like you and Christine are doing? Or, do you kind of just sit back with a high life and relax and watch a football game. I can see I can see the benefits to all of those. But I don't know if I would personally go with a, a heavy one like Abbott twelve. Mm-hmm. Just because that's it's a that's a thick beer. Yeah, that's true. I would probably go down to the sanctuary here in Iowa City and I'd probably get whatever IPA is freshest from Toppling Goliath. Okay. Just because so more just, about a style. Yeah and it's the styles that I think the styles that I like are kind of subject to the seasons, not like intensely, but it always feels like the best IPAs come out in the fall. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but that's the way it seems to me. Okay. So yeah, I would go with whatever toppling Goliath IPA is freshest, whichever one was brewed most recently. We'll put it that way. Very good. And with that too, you know, you won't, go wrong either yeah and and that's that's the thing is i feel like going with a brewery that you that yes. you know okay. is gonna put something solid out like there's some places that shall remain nameless that will that will you know put out it's like oh it's our ipa sampler pack yada 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 here something might be a little sideways in that for mm-hmm. lack of a better word whereas if it's you know Something like this, you know you're good. Big Grove would also be a legitimate option. Okay. Yeah, because there are some breweries that have their hit or misses. Sure. Um, and that does, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like, all right, whatever. It didn't work this time. 
the fact that they're still around means that, you know, it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. they've done something right. Yeah, but I guess after a long um, absence from brews, you'd want to have a surefire for something good. Oh, absolutely. Beer, absolutely. you know, our brewery, you know, yeah. And we're not necessarily going to, your eyes, are, I imagine, are not necessarily going to go for the cherry almonds of the world for <laughs> right, the first yes. one back. That's a good example. Not necessarily that one, but just the, ooh, I'm going to have a Polish sausage-flavored <laughs> beer or something. I don't know. Right, yeah. I, yeah. I, I kind of want some meatballs right now, so we'll have to go with that. <laughs> well, good. Well, thank you for writing in, Christine. Thanks, Christine. Uh, hope everything goes well with your beer drinking. <laughs> and, you know, all that other thing that's prohi- and all that stuff prohibiting that the beer drinking at the moment. Right, That yes. other That other thing. Well, excellent. I agree. Jeremy, I want to go to an old standard Okay. before we get into the FDR. Mm-hmm. I want to beer the band. Oh, boy. Okay. The segment where we get a random list of bands and we develop a beer for the band as what seems to be a kind of popular trend these days. Uh, the most recent one I've seen is the Hold Steady's Massive Nights IPA. It's They're doing a run of shows in Brooklyn, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if they do it every year, but it feels like they do it every year, like five or six shows in a really small venue that just sells out immediately. And they have an IPA this time, so that's I think that just got released today as of this recording. There you go. Case yeah. in point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set the quantity to five because there's some random people in here that I don't even know who they are. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez. Okay. I think... Uh, well, I'm just going to say them and we can discuss. Yes, yes. Here are your options. All right. <clears throat> Maroon 5. <laughs> Talking Heads. Ooh. Uh, I don't know this one. It looks like maybe an older band. The 1975? They're actually a current band. Oh, it's a black and white photo. It deceived me. I, I couldn't tell you any of the songs. I just know that they're a current popular band. Amy Winehouse. Interesting. They, ooh. That could get real <laughs> tasteless real quick. <laughs> and Fifth Harmony. I th- I think that's one of those uh, uh, singing girl groups that like... Yes. Shows up at the Grammys when I'm. I, I don't want to say forced to watch the Grammys, uh, when the Grammys are being played and I am like sitting in the room. We'll put it that way. To recap, we have we have Maroon Five, Talking Heads, uh-huh. the 1975, yeah. Amy Winehouse, and Fifth Harmony. So I think we should go Amy Winehouse. Okay. And I'm going to try to not make any jokes about opiate abuse, but I promise nothing. Amy Winehouse had a hell of a voice. It's a shame that she died so soon. Um, but I believe the album, and I'm, I might get punched by counsel of the show for this one, because I, he's a big fan of Ms. Winehouse, and I think the album, the one album that she got out is called, like, Back to Black. Yeah, I think that's it. Is that correct? Is that, had is, the, is, that had rehab on it, I don't it, know right? what the preposition is. Well, uh, Back in Black is ACDC. Back from Black yeah, right. sounds weird. Is it Back to yes. Black? Okay, good. Yes. Do 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 do. Okay, back to black. What are some black beers? Since we're we're nothing if not obvious on here, we've got <laughs> we've Russian Imperial Stouts are eh, not 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 quite right. Uh, black IPA yeah, um, seems interesting. A black IPA. Okay, okay. Want to go? Want to do that? Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, how are we are we leaning more on the hops or the roast? Mm, thinking more of the roast. Okay. Chocolate coffee, just roast. What's what's the coffee? Okay, definitely coffee. Yeah. Why I definitely fits, coffee? Fits the oeuvre of Amy Winehouse, doesn't it? I I, I don't know. I only know the one song that she died. <laughs> the, the, that's pretty much I all I know like about it. You wake up hungover and you have a coffee. Okay. And the beer's called Rehab. Of course. You beat me to that one. I had that in mind as well, just for the record. Um, okay, so we've got a nice roasty coffee flavor going on there, but we we need some sort of like, are we going for like the dankest of hops on this one? It, just because like a fruity hop is not going to sit well with... No, yeah. With you a... need to counter that. Or maybe like some sort of piney hop. Piney? I, th- I think so, piney is the way to go, but I could be wrong. What do you think? What about an English English hot English? So we're going like with an IPA with with like Goulding or UK Fugles. Okay, it's from the UK. She is British. Okay. Yeah, you probably have to put a lot in there, maybe to uh, yeah counter it or or dry hop fine. it or just do like a a hop rocket of the oil or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go with a hop rocket of Fugles. Fugles. Okay, good. So Fugel, is it pronounced Fugel? Uh, Fugel or Fugel, I can't remember. I like uh, Fugel is funnier. Um, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Has has a, are similar to Kent Goldings, but with a more noticeable aroma. All right. Well, Fugel is generally associated with delicate and pleasant mint, grass, and floral styles. Interesting. Typically used in stouts and porters. On sale for uh, one ninety nine to nine hundred ninety nine. When you're making ales and don't want a dominant northwest aroma hop, nor the softness of Kent Goldings, Fugles is a fine choice. Good work, Michael. Aha. This will work nicely. It'll be somewhere in between. If we just like really overload the uh, the hops in this one, it'll be quite similar to a porter or a stout, but hoppier. Hmm. Boom. Nailed it. Boom. Um. I always thought she died of drug overdose. No, it was something that came from that, wasn't it? This says alcohol poisoning. Oh, well. (laughs) So our beer is the most tasteless. It's a kind, it's a kind, I mean, we're both right. It it is kind of an alcohol poisoning one, but uh, I mean, that is a drug overdose. If you want to make this not as tasteless as it was. That's true, too. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Uh, Speaking of alcohol poisoning. Yes, um... We could have done an Amy Barley Winehouse. <laughs> That's great. Because, <laughs> um, well, for the FDR, we're going to have a barley wine. Barley wine. Michael, tell me about the barley mm-hmm. wine. Well, this is actually the first time ever we've had a barley wine on the show. Really? Except maybe on the Christmas episode, but I don't think so. Those are not, not canon. Yeah. Non-canon. Yeah. Uh, it's like they're like the Halloween uh, Treehouse of Horror episodes or something. There you go. Except with Christ. Um. So a barley wine is a style of strong ale. So it's not necessarily anything special. The name implies that it would be, oh, it has wine in it or it has fruit in it. That's not the case. It's a barleyed wine. So I do have some history here, care of Wikipedia. Okay. The first beer to be marketed as barley wine was Bass Number no. One Ale 
and this was in 1870. Interesting. And this style was introduced to the United States in 1976 from Anchor Brewing Company with their Old Foghorn Barley Wine styled ale. Have we had any Anchor on this show? We ha- we've had a uh, Anchor Steam. I That's know a good for beer. certain. Okay, yes. continue. Probably the most noteworthy thing about barley wines is their ABV tends to be 8 to 12%. And that's pretty much the reason why the word wine is used, is because <laughs> it has a similar ABV to wine. Oh, interesting. Because it's barley and it's a grain, it's a beer, and they, mm-hmm. they're not using grapes or something, so it's not a true wine. And that has been, I don't think anybody's gotten the hammer for that, putting wine on something that says that's actually beer, but it's something that sometimes needs to be tiptoed around in the United States. Like with that uh, old foghorn, they made it one word instead of barley, wine. So, oh, yeah. Um, this says there's two styles. American styles tend to be hoppier and bitter, and the English tend to be less bitter and um, have little hot flavor. It might be a little more darker. More darker, my huh, Michael? More darker. Okay, so a couple of other quotes from some beer experts here on this Wikipedia page that help classify it a little more. The great Michael Jackson. Oh, no. This is very distinctive with an earthy hoppiness, a whininess, and lots of toffee flavors, he said about a Smittix barley wine. And So hold up. There's a beer expert named Michael Jackson. The same episode... Yeah. That we make, that we beer the band of a of another dead pop crooner that just so happens to m- match in with the style we're talking about. Yeah, I guess so. All right, cool. I'm just making sure that I got that right. It's been a long weekend. Right. right. Continue. Truth is stranger than fiction. Um, it Martin is. Cornell, who I've never heard of before, but he has a good quote um, saying that there's no meaningful difference existing between barley wines and old ales. And old ales are traditional English ales that are very strong or mm-hmm. have a lot of flavor compared to your like sure. British mild or whatever. And I don't believe there's actually any meaningful style as barley wine. So it kind of falls into that nebulous category of what, what qualifies a barley wine. Well, mm-hmm. you know, there's no one true answer. What doesn't um, qualify as a barley wine? Uh-huh. Yeah, think about that. Probably the Biggest criteria would be the ABV, I would say. And I imagine barley. <laughs> you probably need barley, I guess. Yeah. They did something here that says uh, there's such thing as wheat wine. Um, I've never seen it before, but Ew. that would be a wheat beer that reaches the uh, original gravity of a barley wine. That sounds gross. <laughs> I know. It doesn't sound good. I want to try it, though. I do want to try it. Um, I guess the last thing to say about the style is you might see it more commonly around in the winter because it falls into that winter warmery kind of high ABV, mm-hmm. put your feet up by the fire type beer. So um, this one is um, good for that. All right. So, Michael, are we going to hop into the FDR? Yeah. Let's get into the proper FDR. Wherein we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. Michael, That's right. you, uh, I'm going to make you pronounce this. Uh, God. <laughs> I think I we've, did it last time. I don't think time. we've had them on the show before, but we, we, we tried to mention them before. I feel like we've had something by these guys on the on the on the show before, but I could be wrong. Anyway, okay. Holy crap! There's a compass on this bottle. I know it's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, um, it is. Uinta anniversary barley wine. Yeah, 
Uinta, yeah. established by Uinta Brewing Company, Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah, Utah coming back. Forget the map, pack the Uinta, and keep cold. Best before twelve six seventeen, which is good for us that we're doing this one today. That is true. Yeah. I feel like these would keep though pretty well, but I believe you're supposed to be able to age these things pretty well. Yeah, so, like you said, Salt Lake City, uh, Utah coming back strong on the show. I don't know, they keep popping up. Um, I, I, it's it's the Zion Curtain was the name of that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's fine. Um, they're the 39th largest craft brewery in the country. Dang. Yeah. They have a pretty good uh, catalog of beers with them, and most of them are named after various natural features or animals or something like that in Utah. Mm-hmm. Although this one's named after their anniversary. Um, hmm. They are founded back in 1993, so this is for their 24th anniversary. That's a really weird uh, anniversary, unless they just do this <laughs> every year. They may. This falls, I was trying to see if this was seasonal, a year-round beer, but mm-hmm. it's actually a limited batch brew, Ooh. Um, which surprised me because this was on the shelf of like, you pick six beers and pay 10, 12 bucks. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. And so it seemed, especially because it's 10.4% to be on the shelf for a flat-priced six-pack seemed a little strange, so. Yeah. And as a limited release. That also seems strange. So, and it's not expired either. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, so <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I think it's a good grab. Um, yeah, I agree. Who got this one? Was this me or you? This was me. Okay, good. Good call, Michael. Little. Uh, oh God, what did we even call the segment? Like eco brew or environment ale? Yes, environment ale. Um, You're welcome. In 2001, they were the first Utah company to be 100% wind-powered. And they started putting solar panels on their roof in 2011. Yeah, wind company. Yeah. My brother works in wind. He puts them up. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he in Iowa? He is all over the country and parts of the North America. The young man goes everywhere. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to say, because Iowa has a big wind component. He is in uh, Iowa at the moment, though. So yes. I don't. Is there any flavor text on the bottle? I don't think so. Ah, no. no. The hops and so, the malt are both high on the the hopometer and the maltometer. <laughs> yeah, their little scale there. Uh huh. It's it's um, got a a medium full body, fairly dark uh, color. I'm imagining. So mm-hmm. let's let's crack into this bad boy. Yeah. Their website just has one sentence. It says, Anniversary Barley Wine uses a heavy dose of resinous Chinook and Centennial hops backed by a big malt body with a nutty dried fruit character. Yes. Uh, so the first thing you're going to notice is you stick your schnoz into the bottle here, Michael. Ooh. Is that resinous hop flavor or yes. character, whatever you want to call it. 88 IBU. Yeah. So oddly enough, this is from a... A look and smell standpoint, it is, you know, fairly close to that black IPA we were talking about earlier. Although it it's is, a little yeah. browner. Not quite as dark as I would expect. You can see through it, we'll put it that way. As yes, opposed to that uh, William Milo stone, which I used to patch the driveway. <sighs> no, that's not true. I wouldn't do that. I like it too much. Yeah, light actually makes through. It's a real dark brown. You, I'm getting a lot of roast and hop off this as is expected. Mm-hmm. What about yourself, Michael? Little boozy background. Mm-hmm. It's The smell, at least, is 
a pretty good mix, I feel, of the, the malt and the hop. It just kind of yeah. meshes together in that wonderful, weird, boozy uh, bouquet. Boom. There it is. That's the word I was looking boozy for. Boozy bouquet. I want to go in, Michael. You keep describing Yeah, go in. Yeah, let's see if that, uh, you know, it seems like they just cranked up all the lovers to uh, with the malts and the hops. Let's see if it actually yeah, they did. sings harmoniously. What are you thinking, Jeremy? This one's going to take some thinking, but uh, the immediate first, uh, first impact is that's different. Michael, what are your experiences with barley wine? Have you had many of them? Not many. I've had a few. I've probably had a couple because mm-hmm. they're... Not a typical style that a brewery makes. No, definitely not. Um, um, I can't... I know I've had some, but I can't think of what they are. Mm-hmm. This is an extremely bitter beer. The The 88 it IDU... It is bitter, but... In, in a pleasing yeah. way, though. Yeah. It, it's not like, bitter beer face. Yeah. It's it's not bitter for the sake of being bitter. It's bitter in service of the style. Yeah. Which, which is good. I feel like beers that have a high ABV and are bitter... They're, they tend to like, I don't know, that ABV tends to smooth out some of that bitterness too. I don't know if it's a, like a physical thing of like ethanol washes away some of the bitter compounds. I have a theory on this. Okay. So your your, your uh, quandary or the problem that we're mm-hmm. looking to solve, we're going to scientific method this bad boy. The problem that you're looking okay. to solve is why do high ABV beers tend to have a softer less harsh hop character, right? Yes. Because you can tell that this is extremely bitter, but it doesn't kind of Mm -hmm. wax your tongue like a ruination would, right? Yes. Or one one of those, like, novelty hop bombs that we see on the shelves every now and then. Yes. Okay. I have a a hypothesis. In order to get to an ABV that high, you're going to have to load up on a lot of sugars in the first place, Uh be they malt or... Malt extract, or you know something, and I suspect that those sugars or the malts are what's kind of sanding the edges off there because there's a ton of hops in this. Like you can tell just by like sniffing it that this has hops flowing through its veins, despite you know the mess that that would leave. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's the fact that the malt is jacked up as well. It's it's sort of like if you were doing just like a normal. Sierra Nevada Green Label Pale Ale. Yes, that okay. might be that might be the most perfect balance, as far as hops against malt, because you get a lot of the hops and you get a lot of the malt, but neither one tends to overwhelm the other. I think this is the same thing, but with it turned up to eleven. Just both of them. Yes. Yeah. Because because like a ruination or something like that would just crank up the the hop factor. You know, with dialing up the the malts to be sure, but not to the extent mm-hmm. of the hops. Is disproportionate raising of the uh, the levels. So the treble and the bass gets turned up. Well, no mids, oddly enough. <laughs> I don't know what the mids would be in this yeast. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe there's something to it. There, there, there's. I'm not really getting a yeast character out of this, but I wouldn't expect to out of something this heavy, or at the very least, something this heavy and this dark. Yeah. Yeah, it is on the darker side. We mentioned that too, but maybe it's more in the vein of an English-style barley wine because all of the hops are... I was going to say, I thought you just said that the the hopping profile felt more American. Yeah. I guess the color is more English, according to what I read on Wikipedia. And I don't want to live in a world where Wikipedia would lie to me about the color of an English versus a British strong ale. I, I don't right. want to live in that world, Michael. Um, That's a scary thought. It is a scary <laughs> thought. Um... 
<laughs> what are your what are your I feel like I've been rambling. What what are, what are your initial thoughts on this because with complex beers like this they they need some time to roost on the palate. Yeah. It's bitter without a bitter aftertaste. My mm-hmm, mouth feels mm-hmm. relatively clean as I speak right now, which I appreciate. It's nice and malty up front too. Yes it is. But I'm not sure if I totally like it. Um I, I like Is it do you think it's the first drink I've kind of getting going back and forth. Um, it's not bad to any no. extent, but do I really like it? Would I would I reach for it? Well, it's it's kind of a freak beer. Like I wouldn't necessarily reach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there, there's no, I know that I'm laughing because yeah, that's a great. You put what I was trying to say in one pithy sentence. Yeah, yes. it's, it's a it's a freak beer. It's it's to it's a better version of you know this. So cherry almond and or uh. Oh, what was that one with the tequila staves? Like Exotico oh, or something? Oh God! Yeah, or Pacific Exotico. I can't I, remember the one with uh, the with the uh, the candy, the sugar skull on the label. Yeah, Pacific. No, Pacifico oh, is a light Mexican beer. Mike, write in and tell us what it AB is. AB and Bev. It, it was that one that <laughs> like the lowest rated beer on the show in history. Like, yeah. well, safe maybe like Jaguar Ice or something like or whatever it was. You're right. Old Milwaukee's best um, Milwaukee ice. Beast. That's what. That's what it was. Ocalto, Ocalto. It was Ocalto. That's wow. I was way off. Um, <laughs> it's like there's styles of beer that you can reach for, and I feel like the style is going to prevent it. Like, I highly, I, I, I really don't think that someone's going to keep a bunch of barley wine around. It's going to be for stuff like a bottle swap, or like a holiday, I imagine, or a celebration where you like split it up a little. Yeah. You know what I mean. There's I don't read a lot about barley wine heads. You know? Yeah, that's 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 there, fair. There's you know hop heads, fans of Belgians. There's you know stout it doesn't heads. seem to have like a cult following as much as other beer styles. Porter port isn't there a band called Porter? No, but that's Portis Head. Portis Head. <laughs> I was like Porter Head. Why band. does that? Why does why does Porter Head sound familiar? That's Portis Head. <laughs> um, so I I think that the style is what's throwing you off. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I think you're right. It's an unusual. Okay. Yeah, it's a freak beer. This is something that I would. I feel like I would love this if I were having it at like Dark Lord Day, like if someone rolled up while I was in line waiting to see a power trip or something like that go on stage. If I'm just standing around and someone's like, "Oh, hey." You want some? Because, you know, as established, that will happen. And I'm like, sure, and you get a a bit of it, like, you know, a, a two-ounce tasting of it, we'll say. Yeah. Would, I think it would be great, because you'd be like, oh, man, I had this barley wine, it was weird. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas a full 12 ounces of this is, the, it's not a slog. I'm the, Like you said, this is surprisingly drinkable, it, just because the bitterness doesn't linger. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but it's just... It's not anything you're used to, I guess. No, and me, definitely not me. Um, I'm kind of... Yeah. This could go a whole number of different ways for me as far as the uh, the rating. This might be the widest diaspora of ratings that I'm considering. Yes. Yeah, like a very large range. Because on one hand, you can tell it's a well-made beer. And sure. has all the elements of a barley wine. They've nailed the style very well. Mm-hmm. And it's 10.4% you know, and it's still very drinkable. But on the other hand, it's like, well, it's a little weird. Like, this is a lot to have. It'd be fun to share what I want to reach for. You know, there's all these like mm-hmm. weird things that come with a freak beer. What is the biggest uh, part of the weirdness that's 
giving you hesitation because I think I know what it is for me. I can't quite put my finger on it. Like, what? What are you thinking? I'm thinking the bitterness of the roast is what's throwing me off. The two together. Yeah. Um. I don't think it quite jives as well as it should. Mm-hmm. Um. Because with with a with a roast this dark, I I don't know anything about roasting grains, but I feel like this might be just a little bit too dark. Yeah. Of a roast. This is this yeah. is Folgers, you know, it should be classic roast as opposed to French roast. And this is sitting at French roast, which maybe it's an acquired taste, I don't know, but maybe. Um I like the hop character a lot. I like that particular brand of bitterness, but I think the uh I think I think it's the roast that's throwing me off. Yeah, there is a it does have a strange roast characteristic in there. It's intriguing though. Uh. It's intriguing. Michael, go in for a sip of judgment. Let me know what you think. All right. Here we go. Sip of judgment. Number one, will I need two? Let's find out. <laughs> the more, more it warms up, the more I'm feeling it on the uh, on the side of my tongue. Yeah. It does have a fairly decent evolution of flavors. I mean, it oh, tastes yeah. different from the first drink. Um, and it still tastes good. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the particular style, you know, again, having only had it a few times, it's hard to say, you know, do I like it or not? But I think that I'm having it again. I don't think I'm a big fan of the style, which I think is Mm -hmm. what's going to be most detrimental to this beer as I rate it. Because I think it's a well-made beer. I think it's pretty balanced, except maybe a little, like we said, the roastiness. But for a 10.4 ABV, it's really drinkable. It's... It has a nice hop characteristic. Mm-hmm. Has a nice malt characteristic. It's weird. Like the sum of the beer is a little less than the parts, if that makes sense. Yes. For some reason, overall, I'm just not hitting the mark. But so, what? I six pack it? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I think. I think this would be a four pack. To it to be a complete butt about it, I think it'd be a four pack. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But I think the way I got it would probably be the only way I'd get it again would be, like, one beer in a mix-and-match type thing. Cause, in a freak pack. Um, yeah, in a freak pack. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Usually that's, like, our, like, oh, this is a solid beer. But this is I think this is still an exceptional beer, but it's just my hesitation with the style is bringing it back. So it's, like, a reserved approval. I got you. Rather than like, oh, it's just a decent beer. No, it's a good beer, but... It is a good beer. But, eh. I could take it or leave it personally. Yeah. I'm I'm in the same boat. That the more I have it, the more the weird roasted bitterness of it is kind of grinding on me. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I'm going to give it a three. Okay. This is one of those beers where it, when you... It swings for the fences. Um, mm-hmm. It has a game plan and it's sticking to it, whereas something like a, like just you know a, a regular IPA or a regular porter or whatever could be like yeah that's okay. There's things that I like about this that I really like, like the hop profile and the drinkability of it. I really like the body, but that the roast is just not sitting well with me. So it's a little uncanny, yeah. It rather than being in the exact middle of the bell curve, all the parts of it. it it's the parts themselves are disparate, but they kind of average out to a three. All right, yeah, I can totally see that too. I think that's a mm-hmm. very cromulent rating. Yeah, uh, who who rate cromulents? All right, well, that's another one down the gullet. That is another one down the gullet, Michael. Is it my turn or your turn to do the? I think it's your turn. 
All right, I can do yeah, it. Yeah, you do it. Uh, I do everything. I'll do it. <laughs> right, I do everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get in touch just like Grubbs did. <clears throat> and you can do that in a variety of ways. You can email us directly at apmpod at gmail.com. You can get in touch on Twitter at apmpod or facebook.com slash apmpod. Uh, we also have, oh, yeah, Untapped. That's, oh, we yeah. got to start promoing that, continue to do that. Uh, the, our Untapped page. <sighs> say it. Just get it over with. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say I, already. I, I know what you're going to say already, and I don't like um, it. Our Untapped, we're on Untapped, APM Pod there, which is maintained by host emeritus Mike. Thank you, Mike. Keeper of Untapped, Tom Bombadil of the podcast. There it is. <sighs> On YouTube, uh, APM Pod there as well. Subscribe to the show on whatever app you use. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, leave a rating or review if you can. I think maybe you can do that on Stitcher too. I don't know. Just do it if you can. I, I We'd love it. I, I don't know. Love, yeah. Love us. Love us. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I think that's uh, that should cover it. You heard it here. Michael's got a family to feed. Love him. <laughs> so, um. Uh, until next time, for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I've been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>